what we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory with The Awakened Man. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to talk about trust issues uh, among men vis-a-vis dating. Now, look, men going their own way has a lot of uh, incarnations, a lot of different spokes. Now, you have those who are completely monking it and are practicing essentially the St. Anthony of the Desert cloistered monk in the middle of nowhere in the forests and then you have others the majority i think of men who proclaim to be going their own way are level one meta who are actually dating and deep down are one wink away from the plantation and would find a new woman so it's understandable to have trust issues especially if you are a man who has been hurt in the past and look a lot of what we're going to talk about in this episode, certainly women can relate to as well. So this this is not a episode specific to to men who don't trust women. This goes back to the episode I did about five episodes back about is my content misogynistic. No, this is a universal topic we can talk about today. But I think there are permutations to it that do make it a little different. So if you are a man who was married and you likely are no longer with your wife statistically it's because she divorced you now whether or not the the reasons were legitimate there's no way to know that's neither here nor there she will tell you it's legitimate you might think it's not but either way as a result you might feel like your heart was ripped out and to add salt to the wound you might have lost a lot of money which is very common and you might have lost access to the kids and you maybe barely ever see the kids, or maybe you don't see the kids at all. I recently moved, and I was talking to the one of the movers, and he was like, I haven't seen my kid in three years, and my ex practices parental alienation, so my kid doesn't even want to see me. My kid's only nine. And it's like, how can a nine-year-old hate their father unless the mother is telling him stuff? And look, there's a lot of men out there that are, that are in that situation. So you maybe didn't choose wisely and now you're in a situation where you might feel the 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 siren song so to speak to date again now am i going to tell you it's wrong to do that i am not going to tell you to do anything you know it's your life your choice we do know the statistics for second marriage divorce is about 70 percent and there's a reason for that a lot of that we've covered here before in previous episodes. But the trust issues is a major problem because, look, as, as God said in Genesis 2, it's not good for man to be alone. That is true. And that was in the Garden of Eden where there was no death, no sin, and everything was in a state of perfected bliss. But we certainly don't live in that world anymore. And so you have to balance out 
what you see as the advantages of being with someone over the disadvantages. And certainly, you could look at the euphoria, savor the euphoria of short-term relationships, rinse, lather, and repeat. And you see some of the more PUA, plate spinner types, non-committal types do this. They're like, yeah, I'll be in a short-term relationship. He, will, he won't tell the girl it's short-term. I'll be in a relationship with you, but you're not cohabiting. And I would advise against cohabiting. I have an episode on that. And he's like, yeah, we can hang out. We can go out together, whatever. I'll bang you when I want to bang you. And he'll have this relationship for, I don't know, four months, three months, six months, a year, year and a half. And then eventually familiarity breeds contempt, or maybe she wants more commitment, or maybe he's not into her, who knows. And then they end it, and then he just finds another one. And he'll do this his whole life, like the inveterate bachelor. Now, is there anything wrong with that? Well, fornication is a sin. I would tell you not to do that. But it is human nature to want to be with somebody. So I think we need to be honest. We want all to be loved. We want to feel loved and be loved. And that that is not some sort of an apologetic statement toward why you should sign the, the devil's uh, contract. The Faustian Pact, that is the devil's contract of the marriage contract. But I think it's just being intellectually honest. People want to be loved and they want to feel married. And there's nothing, or, or they want to feel loved, I should say, and want to be in a relationship. But that needs to be balanced out with the reality of today's world. And the reality of today's world is the land of a lot of broken people. And I will include men in that as well. Men and women who are broken for a variety of reasons, which we're not going to talk about here. So if you are dating somebody, they're likely broken. And many of them might not even know they're broken. Maybe some go to therapy. Some, maybe some have so much pride and hubris they think they're perfect. And look, you go to my Confessions of an Obese Child podcast, you quite well know I don't feel that I am perfect. So we're all broken on one level. And then you have to look at the court system. You have to look at law enforcement. And yes, if you date somebody, is there a chance they're going to pull a false allegation on you? Is there a chance that they're going to hit themselves with a hammer, call the cops and say you did it? Statistically, no. Chances are slim, but it can happen. And if that happens, you're in a world of pain. Her word is gold. Your word is lead. You'll be put in jail. You might lose your job. Guilty until proven innocent. This is the world we live in with. As men in, in the typical American city that you live in. Certainly with the court systems. You're likely to lose your kids for you to remarry. So you need to look at these things and balance them out. And it's frustrating because every man is on a different level on a perfected path. And there are men who honestly, because look, let's be real. If you're a 400-pound man in an incel, you would probably be, be an incel if you're 400 pounds. It's easy to say I'm an inveterate MGTOW monk, da, 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 because you don't have options. So if, I don't know, who's, who's uh, really young? Uh, Timothy Chalamet, who's really hot right now in Hollywood, even though I have no idea why. If he came out and said, you know what, I'm going my own way, I'm MGTOW, and even though he is effeminate, he probably does get a lot of female choices, that would say a lot about him. 
that he's choosing to stay away from the pea. But if you're a 400 pound man, you know, then, then yeah, you might be believe in the ideology of going your own way and working on yourself and working on your finances and so forth and trying to get your weight down. But ultimately, you know, you can't say that if Gigi Hadid walked into your life, you would turn her down because you're not really tempted to, to go down that road. But if you are young, 25, have no kids, and you get a lot of female attention, it's much harder to be a true monk. And so what do you do with trust issues? How do you balance this out? You've been burnt before. You really want to have that unicorn building, right? The next woman's going to be different. Not all women are like that. And a wall, right? So you met this woman, but she hurt you. The next woman's not the same. Well, look. I'll tell you a couple of things. Look at your dating past. There's a saying, we date our parents. So if you had a dysfunctional childhood, you're more likely to attract or be attracted to dysfunctional people. So if you notice that you're attracted to dysfunctional people, people who rage, people who yell, people who are mentally unstable, uh, you know, then you need to look in the mirror and think, uh-oh, <laughs> I better figure out why I'm attracting these people. So I'd recommend going to therapy and doing some prayer. Maybe you have son of single mom syndrome, nice guy syndrome. Maybe you yourself have your own mental health problems. So these are definitely all things that you need to consider uh, because it's human nature to think not all women are like that, even though you might have been hurt by a woman. Again, if you're a woman listening to this, it's, you can flip it around. But I mean, go to Facebook groups, go to Reddit groups. You know, it's it's almost a wall, a wall. Now, are there unicorns out there? Sure. And when you meet a good woman, like we have that episode, three episodes back about young trad women having problems getting men. So when you do find a good trad woman, let's say, who actually goes to church, who actually knows the Bible, who is not sleeping around, in fact, wants to court, doesn't want to do anything sexual with you. I know this is like, oh, why would I want to do sexual with her? Well, but see, this is the thing. is like you want to find women who are like, we're only going to kiss. Nothing more until we're married. Now, you might feel like that's frustrating sexually to you, but she's actually evincing something smart that we used to have, which is virtue. Virtue. So when you meet a new woman, you do want a unicorn build. Oh, this woman might be different and she might be you know maybe you can marry and have a great marriage and she believes in the indissolubility of marriage and you guys will stick together through thick or thin and it could happen and the second marriage can be a very successful marriage there are people who do have successful second marriages but it goes back to the trust issues and look so your trust issues could sabotage this relationship even if she was a good woman but ultimately like, how do you know if she's a unicorn? How do you know if she's a good woman? Because a lot of people, men and women, can do the 180, the bait and switch. So at the beginning of the relationship, they're doing everything that you like. They're exhibiting virtue. They're love bombing you and all that. And then once you sign the, the contract, they do a 180. And now you're, you're screwed, as they say. You know, you're, you're, you're in this pickle of... I'm signed to this person and now they're a completely different person. And Einstein, of course, has that saying. We always quote the line, a man marries a woman and spends the rest of the marriage wondering what happened to the woman. So 
there's going to be change. Of course, she's going to change physically, and hopefully, she doesn't change her personality and doesn't become, you know, a, a shrew or, or a rage monster, or you know, undermines you or whatever it is. But it is definitely a gamble. It it. it People are damaged, and I think it's great to just be honest. People are damaged. You are damaged. So when you have two damaged people trying to do the, the dance of romance and dating, plus you're throwing in fornication, and you know you can say what you want about having sex. Sex does make you stupid. Sex blinds your judgment, and it's not smart to have sex with somebody when at the same time you're simultaneously trying to court and figure out if they're a long-term mate because the sex is blinding you. And it's blinding her too. So ultimately, it is such a gamble. So you look at the... The MGTOW monk guys will be like, yeah, I don't still want to... I'm not talking about the 400-pound guy. I'm talking about like just regular guys of high SMV. Like, yeah, I just don't want to deal with that. I don't want to take the gamble and risk of losing my life, my money. And then, you know, if I don't have children, then, yeah, I don't, I don't see the point. I'm just going to live like St. Anthony of the Desert and live it essentially just in a house and, and isolate myself and still have guy friends, still see, see my family. But I'm not going to date. And I think that's great. Those guys have purged the relationship thirst, the idea that your life's incomplete unless you have a woman in it. And that's great. God bless them. And on some level, it's kind of like Buddhist uh, nirvana, right? We're going through these levels to try to achieve the highest level we can. And so those guys have achieved the highest level. If they truly believe that they, and they truly believe, purge the relationship thirst and they don't want children. But for a lot of you, especially if you're younger and you do want children, Again, you're dancing the ballet of uh, romance and, and marriage because you theoretically and ideally don't want to have kids out of wedlock or go to Thailand and get a surrogate to breed your child and bring it back and then that kid has no mother. So you're, you're balancing this out. And this is why we have so many episodes on red flags and dating and, and working on yourself because I think the large majority of you guys do want to marry. And that's fine. I'm not going to judge you on that. I would tell you to elevate your SMV, work on your six sixes, because you're more likely to find a good virtuous woman. See, if you're a 400-pound janitor with a lot of tattoos, no offense, you're not going to attract the best quality women. That doesn't mean you couldn't theoretically find a good woman, but you're going to be dealing probably with the, 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 the run of the litter, a lot of single moms who concomitantly are overweight and have lots of tattoos. So you do want to elevate your SMV, work on yourself, get married older in your life, like 40, 35, 40, 45, like George Clooney. Work on your discerning skills. Be, be, be looking for women in, in that where good women would hang out. And I wouldn't even tell you that churches are necessarily that because a lot of, especially mega church dating groups, I mean, these are just lipsticks on a pig. These are women that have ridden the carousel and they're like, oh, i got to find a good, good Christian guy. So they bring their Bible to some church group and then they masquerade as a good Christian woman. So you have to be very careful. Like you actually have to vet them and test them and ask them about the faith. And if they don't know much about it, then you know they're just a lipstick on a pig uh, thought. So in closing here, trust issues. And I know this episode's kind of rambled on different topics, but if you've been hurt, ultimately, what's the saying? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. 
right? So if you know the statistics, you know the court systems against you, you know that you're dealing with a lot of damaged women and you know damaged men, whatever, you are rolling the dice and whatever comes of it is on one level your fault because you know the risk. Just like if you go bungee jumping, you know the risk and yet you think you want to do it. So take the risk if you think it's worthwhile and, and you know, vaya con Dios and see what happens. But I would tell you there's definitely things that you can do to optimize your chances of finding a, a, a good woman. And I would tell you the number one thing for you guys, and we have past episodes on this, is you have to maintain your masculinity. And I think we have 60 years of programming that has made us effeminate wussy men. So I think we have episodes here on shit tests and so forth. So you know you have to maintain your masculinity all through the marriage. And you have to find a woman who believes in traditional gender norms. And I would tell you this because that's how we're wired, but also because the divorce statistics are clear. Like there, there was a, a study out of Sweden that men who do more chores in a marriage actually have a higher rate of divorce. And that's not surprising because he's going against traditional gender norms. So I would tell you, work on your confidence, work on your masculinity, and then work on your discernment to vet and find a good woman. And, you know, if you want to roll the dice, then roll the dice. I'm not going to tell you what to do with your life. I'm not going to do that. That's your choice. But at the same time, like knowledge is power, as they say in Schoolhouse Rock. So if you're dealing with potential dynamite, then you know what are the consequences. And if you don't want to deal with the consequences, then metamorphosize your life into a life of being a chaste, chaste MGTOW monk and learn to love that life. Because it is, being a MGTOW monk is the most prudent way to live your life. It might not be the most exciting way in terms of women, because you're not going to have women in your life, but you can still have a very full and enriching life with family and friends and jobs and hobbies and side gigs or whatever you're doing. But then metamorphosize your life into liking the monk life. And I think that's the best approach. But you have to really know yourself and then make the choice and think whether or not the risk is worth it. Guys, if you appreciate my content, please post an honest review. It'll only take you five seconds. You must have an Apple product to do so. It helps with the algorithm. You'll see that there's two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal. If you want to make a donation, even $5 to help defray the cost of hosting this on a server, because I don't make any money off of this. I would appreciate that. Also, there's a link for Naturopathic Earth, which is the website where it has all my articles, all my podcasts, and so forth. And lastly, please subscribe and follow to the three feeds, Confessions of an Obese Child, The Female Holistic Health Apothecary, and The Awakened Man. Until next time, take care, God bless, and pray. Thank you for listening to The Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at The Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time.